Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Other than having home field advantage, which clearly the Vikings did not, you would have assumed the position that they were the better team than the Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, of course, you got to play better. They did not. And so now the Eagles, who barely got by the Atlanta Falcons in the divisional round, they stomped bludgeoned the Vikings in this game with a kick in the nuts and everywhere else of the once-proud Vikings defense. Nick Foles threw three touchdown passes, a couple of them to Alshon Jeffrey. The Garrett Blunt with the score. It was so bad. How bad was it on the Fox broadcast that Joe Buck went to his garbage-time programming filler with Troy Aikman I believe was it the second quarter that they went. They started going to the trash, the trash time. Uh, we better fill some time here at Lincoln Financial Field. Thirty-eight to seven was the final. 
the Philadelphia defense able to be the benefactor of not one but two massive turnovers. And when it was all done, the Eagles, who had not been to the Super Bowl since 2004, are back at it again. They will play the Patriots in their third chance, third chance as a franchise to bring home a Super Bowl championship, but let's get into it. And the, the the question on the NFC championship game that I want to talk about, does the outcome, which was clearly lopsided, clearly in favor of the home team, the, the Philadelphia Eagles, does it say more about the Eagles' dominance or the football incompetence of the Minnesota Vikings? And my stance is this has a lot more to do about Minnesota than it does the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, my thoughts on this, you've got second rate, the glitch, and the snowball of hell. And I will tie all these things together. All right, first of all, uh, Nick Foles, my position before the NFC Championship game, my position after the NFC Championship game is the same. Nick Foles is a quarterback, but not a good one. He's not a good one. Now, I realize I'm saying that after an out-of-body experience, but when Nick Foles got his opportunity to start, when he left the Eagles the first time, went to the old St. Louis Rams, back when St. Louis had an NFL team, Nick Foles was thought of as this all-being, almighty presence until he played. Uh, And then he was a disaster. Uh, He was. He was just not up to snuff as a quarterback in the NFL. He was... Not, below par is an understatement. He was like the worst quarterback in the NFL, and I'm not embellishing that. I'm not. Now, I realize that people get better, and, and, and they can improve. I understand that. But I'm not there with Nick Foles. And one amazing performance in the second half, he didn't have an incomplete pass, Nick Foles. He did not. Uh, but this is more about the Vikings and their crummy football. Right, I mean, this is to get to the point where it's thirty-eight to seven. That's on the Vikings. This was a low-grade performance by the Minnesota defense, who looked in disarray. And yeah, the turnovers certainly played a factor in that. There's no question. But this game turned into a complete debacle, and it didn't take very long for this game to go the wrong direction, the needle pointing the other way. Uh, and, and the second thing here, uh, w- one of the reasons I took the Eagles plus the points, I thought Minnesota would win the game. Uh, still, I'm not going to lie and sit here and, and have revisionist history. I expected the Vikings to win the game, but I, I took the points. The reason I took the points is because I didn't trust Case Keenum. I didn't. Uh, and he can be going along fine. And then all of a sudden, there's that glitch, that brain fart that takes place, and In a championship game, you have that malfunction. What takes place? What takes place is that one team ends up running out in front. Now, Minnesota scored first, and they had the lead. That's true. But Nick Foles uh, is not that good. He he benefited from his buddy, Case Keenum, burping several times when you can't burp. Uh, In fact, uh, let's hear from Case Keenum, who uh, points out they have, well, the obvious, the obvious elephant in the room regarding his and his team's performance, but mainly him. They're all hard to swallow when you don't when you don't win. You know, to get a game away from the you know playing the Super Bowl, you know that's 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 going to be hard to swallow. You know, I usually have a 24-hour rule, but uh, I'm going to take tonight 
I'm going to bottle it up and I'm going to use it. I'm going to use that, the feeling tonight and make sure it doesn't happen again. Oh, it will happen again. Where, where, is, where is Case Keenum going to end up? Does he come back to the Vikings next year? Is Case Keenum going to be the Vikings quarterback next season? That's, a, that's tough to give that guy a big contract. Remember, the, the Minneapolis miracle that took place prior to that, which was just, in, just a catastrophe of tackling, right? just, a, a, just a disaster. But prior to that, if you were to, to, to break down Case Keenum's performance, that was a substandard performance against the New Orleans defense. And he, he didn't play well at, at all in that game, and then he got bailed out because Marcus Williams is still trying to figure out how to tackle Stephon Diggs, wherever he is. Right? He's like, well, maybe I, maybe I should have gone. I should have zigged when I zagged. Maybe I should have done that. I'm still trying to figure Like, dazed and confused here. And uh, Mike Zimmer, who we like, we like Mike Zimmer on this show, the Viking coach. I mean, this just adds another layer to the rich history of the Vikings in the NFC Championship game in these last couple of generations of Viking football. It hit, When they've gotten there, it has typically gone really sideways, really, really sideways uh, for the Vikings. But I know this team's different than those old teams. I understand. I understand that. Uh, here's Mike Zimmer, who points out the obvious that his football team sucked at a time you should not suck. You know, we just didn't play well enough. We didn't we didn't get them out on third downs, and you know I thought that was a big big part of it. We didn't get the quarterback on the ground. I mean, you know, there was a multitude of things tonight. Yes, a multitude of things that uh, continued to uh, circle the drain uh, for the Vikings, and they were unable. Once, once the pendulum swung all the way in the direction of the, the Philadelphia Eagles, they did a cost-benefit analysis of the situation, and it just kept piling up, 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 and away. Up, up, up. The snowball of hell. It started rolling down the hill, and next thing you know, voila! See you later. Go back, and you can hang out and watch the Eagles and the Patriots schmooze at your practice facility, work out, play a game in your stadium. The whole thing. Now, Mike Zimmer's trying to put on, even though his, he realized his team uh, was bad at a time he should not be bad, Zimmer, like a parent, is uh, still trying to put a little bit of a positive spin on this. That's part of the playoffs when you lose, you know, this finality of it. But I'm still proud of this football team. They've overcome a lot of things. They've fought. They've competed, prepared, and studied. Sometimes things like this happen. You just got to kick it under the rug and go. Yeah. All right. So you, you look at points here. Yeah. Take it under the rug. That's, you don't put that under the rug. That's, uh, that's one that you will carry around and hold up and say, look at this. Looky, looky here. Look what I have right now. Now, the Vikings were, I think it was a 14 7 game. Eagles were ahead. There's about three, three minutes, three and a half minutes or so at the, the Philly 17 yard line. And that's when Case Keenum got sacked. So at that point, you're at the 17-yard line of the Eagles. It's at worst a field goal attempt, you would figure. You, you convert the field goal there, and you can play the shoulda, coulda, woulda, didn't game. But it would have been a 14-10 to 10 game. Instead, instead at, at halftime, it's 24-7, to 7, and uh, that's it. Uh, that is all new coming back. No coming back. So it's the Eagles – and the Patriots in Super Bowl 52. That is the the matchup, 
And I will, I will look forward to the next two weeks. Uh, as I said earlier, I was doing some radio in Boston tonight, and I look forward to the next two weeks of media propping up Nick Foles as Jesus Christ. I look forward to that. Uh, and then the reality will set in once once the Super Bowl goes around. Some Super Bowl comes around. Now, if you want to bet on Nick Foles, I recommend you do it. I recommend you do it. Bet on the underdog. Bet on Philadelphia. You should have total faith in Nick Foles. I have none. I have zero. That is what I have. We'll get to the the, the uh, full breakdown on the Patriot-Jacksonville game, which was the more competitive game, was the game where New England had to come back in the fourth quarter where Tom Brady had to convert a fourth and 18, where Danny Amendola had to reverse the clock, had to be Gronk in the late stages of that game, and all of those things happened. All those things happened for the Patriots, and the blight of Jacksonville being in the Super Bowl is avoided. Uh, That uh, national nightmare, we can put the Jacksonville Jags back in their place and uh, press on. All right, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Wheelie. Garcia. Hello, Ben Maller. Hi, Eddie. Hello, Eddie. Now, Ben, I know we've got four action-packed hours of NFL talk. Endless football palooza. Super Bowl preview and all those wonderful things. We have two weeks to preview the Super Bowl. We will mix in the conversation. we got to do that a little bit. Yeah, I just wanted to take some more cheap shots at Case Keenum, but that... uh, Uh, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, He deserves it. I did want to bring up, uh, I hope you don't mind, um, when we last left the listeners, we were doing the fundraiser for our friend Jeannie in Medford, and... uh, before before Coop and Danny and I left the building, we had already reached our goal, and I just pulled up the page, and we've doubled what we were asking for. Yeah. So yeah, we have obviously. Uh, well, thank you. Great kudos yeah. to all for yeah. doing that, and thank you for. The, and, I, and I hate you know asking for anybody to do any of this. You know, I'm not bothers me to even have to do it, but we really wanted to do it right for Jeannie and uh, and thank you. You guys went above and beyond. It shows you uh, we weren't wrong with the impact that Jeannie had on you guys listening to the show and, and her uh, her her ability to entertain just you know a couple minutes. She's only on the air a couple minutes at a time when she would call up at our friend Jeannie in Medford. So we will – now, I, one thing I had not done because known because I'd never done a GoFundMe thing was because they, they take – obviously they take a cut of it. So some of that money will go to GoFundMe, but we'll have more than enough uh, to not only take care of Jeannie and, and send her out the right way, but also uh, we'll be able to – honor her and people have been asking what we're going to do we don't know yet uh we were going to figure out how much we have left over after that and then uh people have thrown out all we're going to donate either donate it for sure some of it will be donated some of the money will be donated or in her name or uh, also people have mentioned putting a plaque somewhere uh putting a a remembrance of genie maybe a a stadium uh, or whatnot so we'll figure all that out as we and we'll let you know but thank you very much i appreciate that I got turned on and it scared me. I understand. Yeah, I understand. I was. We were all shocked. Uh, we we didn't know what to expect when we threw it out there. Well, we, I, so. I thought we would definitely reach our goal, but I didn't know it would be that day. In you less, know, less than two hours. Yeah, it was like less uh, definitely hours. less yeah. than five hours when we left here. Uh, we had already gone over, so yeah, it's pretty awesome. We yeah. have a, we have a wacky little radio family here, but. Uh, you know, when when we have uh, you know someone in need or uh, you know a situation like this, it's cool to see uh, you know a lot of people from all over the country pull together and, and do something nice. So yeah, great some, job. Some wonderful messages about you know people listening to the show, they're kind of down on their luck or whatever. And Jeannie always made them smile, and she, they enjoyed when uh, we would go back and forth. And uh, 
early on it was just Jeannie flirting with me. That was pretty much it. And then, uh, and then later on it was her turning to Coop. She had turned her back on me. Giggity, giggity, and, uh, giggity, giggity. Yeah. Now there is another issue with the caller. Uh, as we move forward now. We have more problems here? Well, we somebody else die? Do well, we, what? on the air kind of. Uh, oh, Blind okay. Scott had yeah. his situation where he didn't show up for the verbal octagon. And I know he's been yeah. tweeting all I day. All, I spent all weekend thinking I have hep C because uh, <laughs> Blind Scott, I met him in Boston yeah. and he says he, hep C, he had hep C. But I, no! I read on the internet, Eddie, that I think I'm good. Well, I good. Didn't, I didn't share a toothbrush with him, <laughs> so I think I'm okay. Yeah. Well, and I don't uh, think there were any bodily fluids that were exchanged. Now, so I think and, uh, I think we're okay. I think we're good. You did have a meal with him, but he didn't eat, right? You said he didn't eat anything. No, he said he wasn't hungry. Okay. So he, well, it's he glad like, you didn't share like a soda or something. No, or, uh, God, yeah. no, no. I would have given Kramer the soda or something like that, <laughs> the dog. But yeah. So, Blind Scott, what do you think about him being able to repair his reputation? Yeah. Well, here? He, here's the problem. My reputation's at issue here because I've now had this happen twice with these verbal octagons. Because remember, we had. Uh, you know, Jed, who fled, yes, uh, yes. and he got the nickname because he didn't show up. We were call- we thought he, he we thought he had passed away, uh, and, and he was supposed to do it earlier with, with real talk. Well, but I, but what are you supposed to do? I mean, you can only. It's not yeah. like these people are in studio. I mean, you I, have to I, rely I on them that. calling in. I got people sending me nasty messages. I, I changed my schedule around. I know. Whatever. I understand. So I, I, you know, and I'm that, like, oh, I understand. I, people are working the third shift. A lot of people are working while they're listening to the show, and it's a pain in the ass. If you expect something, and I say, if I say I'm going to do something, I very, I pride myself on doing it. I Eddie, understand. I and understand. Everyone was betting on Blind Scott because of what happened the day before when he came on there with all this gusto and tossing verbal haymakers at Real Talk, and then it turned out the kryptonite was 24 hours later when he was supposed to be there, and uh, all of a sudden, nowhere to be seen. Right? And he... Oh, those crickets are loud. Now, I do look at the calendar, though, and I see, I realize, this is the week before Super Bowl week. So there's a lot of real estate here. Now, we also have been planning, and it's... The Bennies? Yeah, the Bennies yeah. are supposed to be on Sunday. So we, we were going to have some... Next week, you mean? Is that what it is? Well, this coming... Yeah, Sunday into Monday. Next, right. Not today, but uh, next week. Our next show uh, on, on Sunday into Monday. So we're planning on doing the Bennies. And there's a lot of work that goes into that. Oh, So do I want to have yeah. a, a championship match of the verbal octagon, especially considering you have to factor into any, any kind of decision. You have to factor in the, the reality that Blind Scott has already walked away. And so immediately... Real talk has a huge advantage. Like going in, it would have to be an unreal performance by Blind Scott. It's a good point to overcome the the thought I had, the pit in my stomach. Plus, he gave Real Talk a lot of material by just not showing up and the yeah. whole oh. hepatitis thing. Oh, and, uh, Real Talk will do every Hep C yeah. joke you can imagine. Yeah. Yes. So uh, we are. So are we considering a rematch? Are we not well, uh, also, giving a, here's a, the other, a suspension I, to Blind I, Scott? There's a lot of moving parts. I understand. We've got newbie night later in the week. Our first newbie night. Of the year 2018. That's something positive to look forward to. That's good. We'll find the next generation of regular callers. If we do this, it would have to be on Tuesday into Wednesday, and then it becomes a logistical issue because Real Talk's got a job. And can Real Talk stay up late? He lives in New York. He can't stay up till 4 in the morning to do this. He could stay up. We could do it in the 2 a.m. hour, and then he can go to bed after that. But would he be able to can, you know, give us his his blessing that he would be okay with. These are all questions we need answers to. A lot of moving parts. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So I, I did some uh, some radio earlier. I was double dipping, moonlighting 
uh, on on radio in Boston at WEI after the Patriot game. It was actually really after the NFC Championship game. But uh, the the conversation was not about the losing team, Jacksonville. It was a lot about the winning team, the Patriots, and Tom Brady. And the fact that the Patriots were down by 10 points and Tom Brady in the, in the fourth quarter of that game was marvelous. He converted on a fourth and 18, uh, one of the highlight plays there. But it was a 20-10 to 10 Jacksonville lead early in the fourth quarter. There was a field goal uh, by Lambeau that put Jacksonville up by 10. And then the Patriots methodically took apart the Jacksonville defense and a couple of touchdown drives. Next thing you know, you're up by four points with still enough time to come back and win the game. But Tom Brady in the fourth quarter was 9 of 14, 138 yards, and two touchdowns. And he was able to find Danny Amendola for uh, for a touchdown with 8.44 left. And then again to Danny Amendola in the end zone with 2.48 to go. That turned out to be the game-winning touchdown. So people analyzing this and, and looking at all of Tom Brady's career and saying, where does this rank? Where does this rank? And it ain't even in the top three. It's not in the top three. The number one, which will not ever be broken, was compliments of the Atlanta Falcons defense last Super Bowl. And then you've got that comeback compliments of uh, you should have run instead of thrown the Malcolm Butler interception of Russell Wilson on the goal line situation for the Seahawks, also in the Super Bowl. And in addition to that, just like surprising outcomes – which was not a game-winning drive. You would say the the Ram, the Patriots-Rams years ago, the greatest show on turf, the way that the Patriots were able to win that game, although, again, not a game-winning drive situation. The, the one that's been tossed into the top three for Tom Brady was against the Raiders. The tuck rule, the snow game way back in 2002. But in the fourth quarter of uh, that game on Sunday and these other games, Brady has just been – Absolutely wonderful, and it was not supposed to go down this way. It was not supposed to go down this way. He's 40 years old. Tom Brady's 40 years old. You're supposed to suck when you're 40 years old. That's what happens. All of a sudden, you show up. You can't play. And if you look at Tom Brady and look at the end of the regular season, you would say that the pendulum had started to swing that direction. So, and we've seen all the stories about what does Tom Brady eat every day? What does he drink? What kind of deep tissue massage does Tom Brady get? Uh, This has gone on and on and on. But is there any reason to think right now at this moment with a couple of weeks to go before Super Bowl 52 that Tom Brady is not going to play like the second half Tom Brady and in particular the fourth quarter Tom Brady against the Philadelphia Eagles? And the simple answer is of course he's going to play like that. There's, no, there's nobody of evidence at all to point any other direction. And it did help that the Jacksonville Jags defense was atrocious. They made some awful decisions late in that game. But you could make the same argument about those other Tom Brady comebacks, that there were certain plays made. You know, If you go back and watch the end of that game with the Raiders, you can make the same argument there. The Seahawks game. Uh, compliments of the play calling by Seattle and the Atlanta Falcons also. So to have the great comeback, you also need incompetence on the other side, the misadventures 
whether it be of players on the field or coaches, uh, those things have to work in harmony to get a comeback and a collapse in, in the case of Jacksonville up by 10. And Blake Bortles, I tweeted this out. In the second half, Blake Bortles was not only a quarterback, he was horrific. He was terrible, Blake Bortles, in the second half. In the first half, really good. Second half, horrifically bad. In fact, how bad was he in the second half? And most of this was in the fourth quarter. But Blake Bortles, if you go half by half, uh, in the, the second 30 minutes, he had a quarterback rating of 69. He completed less than half his passes. The one caveat is he didn't turn the ball over Bortles. Other than that, as far as consistently completing passes, didn't happen. Had 138 yards passing in the second half, which is not a lot, but compared to what he did against Buffalo a couple weeks back, it's amazing because uh, he had 70, what, 78 yards or something like that. Uh, here's Doug Marone. The Jacksonville coach here, Doug Marone, who's going to tell you there is a problem here. There's a pain. What kind of pain is that, coach? It's a locker room, obviously. There's a lot of pain. You know, you just hurt inside. I'm hurting. The coaches are hurting. The players obviously are hurting. I'm sure our fans are hurting. Now, Bortles was crying on the sidelines. CBS caught Bortles crying on the sidelines. And uh, and I, I was surprised by the rest. Now, that's, that's typically – Something that you you save for an occasion when you know someone is gravely ill or someone is, I don't know, dying. But losing a football game is not typically something that causes you to cry, especially when you were responsible for it with your football incompetence in the second half. But we live in the age now where no, 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 you have to you have to back up Blake Bortles. I was getting a lot of pushback because I tweeted out a photo of Blake Bortles crying. On the, uh, on the sidelines. People were like genuinely upset. They were running to defend Blake Bortles there. They were running to uh, defend him. And I thought, well, well no, he's, he sucked in the second half. He was, uh, he's was he got to own it. He's absolutely got to own it. Here's Doug Marone talking about his quarterback. I think when you look at the team and you haven't won, you know, obviously we all want more from everyone, including myself. So I think it's difficult. Obviously, by the game, it's not, you know, one play or one player or anything like that. It's, you know, there was a team effort, you know, out there today. We, you know, played hard and came up short. I don't think you can really look at anything and say, oh, that, that really swung it this way or swung it that way because we still had opportunities to win. Yeah, uh, that's a lie. Uh, he's lying. He's covering. Uh, that is a diversion. Blake Bortles sucked at the end of this game. That was the downfall of Jacksonville. If Blake Bortles had made a few more plays in the fourth quarter, the embarrassment, the shame of blowing a 10-point lead, the humiliation of that goes away. And you can spin it any way you want. I know that's what you're supposed to say, right? You're supposed to talk about that and say, no, it's not one. It's all. We're bonded as a team. I get that. And that's un- I understand that. That's, but let's be honest here. The truth is the reason Jacksonville ended up on the wrong side here is because of Bortles not putting two halves together. He played wonderful in the first half. It was great in the first half. And in the second half, you knew eventually the longer he's out there, he would be exposed. And he was indeed exposed. And his uh, his his change had ha- you know in the second half, mainly in the fourth quarter, is what resulted in the Patriots, a big part of the Patriots coming back and winning this game. All right, here's more from uh, Doug Marone, who's channeling in the former Colts coach, Chuck Pagano, when he talks about the mood 
of his Jags football team. Outside of, God forbid, someone passing away that you feel, you know, close to. I mean, this is this is what this is probably as close to pain that you'll have. Death. This is the pain that you you deal with when you when you lose football games. Something that we've got to deal with, and it hurts, and it, it stays with you for a long time. He's literally on his deathbed. <laughs> There's no hyperbole in that at all, right? No, no. Can we hear that again? This is an NFL coach. Now, again, I understand football, championship football game. You would have gone to the Super Bowl. You blew it. I get it, the whole thing here. But it, really? Listen listen to this. Outside of, God forbid, someone passing away that you feel you know close to, I mean, this is, this is what – this is probably as close to pain that you'll have. This is the pain that you, you deal with when you when you lose football games. Something that we've got to deal with, and it hurts, and it, it stays with you for a long time. All right, I can think I can think of worse pain. Yeah, that's perfect music for this. I can think of your car getting stolen when you can't afford to get a new one. I can think of that. Uh, I can think of losing a job when you need to pay your mortgage every month. I would think that's a worse pain. Yeah. I would say uh, what else here? I think not being able to afford food. How about that? You got to eat, and you can't afford food. How about you can't afford to pay your mortgage and you have to become homeless for a while? I think that would be worse than losing a football game. I don't know. Just just me. I know. Who am I to say? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, keep going. Let's hear from Blake Bortles. Why not? He was crying on the sidelines there. And uh, Blake Bortles here. Uh, you'll hear the question and the answer on blowing. Stepping on the banana peel up by 10 points here and then right to the pie to the face. The banana cream pie right to the face for Blake Bortles. Up 10 points. Did you ever let in one moment there the thought of Super Bowl go through your mind at that point? Or no? no, I don't think you can. That's you know, a lie. Especially not playing. Uh, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots, you know, because they're going to score. They're going to find a way to put the pressure on you. You know, but we had a two-minute drive at the end of the game to win the AFC Championship. So there's not a whole lot more you can ask for than that. You know, you just got to take advantage of that and find a way to win the game. Does anyone believe him? He's lying. He's lying. Of course he thought about the Super Bowl. He thought about, well, what am I going to say here? If I proved my doubters wrong, absolutely he thought about the Super Bowl. It's not even a question. And it's completely understandable that you would think about the Super Bowl. Of course, you can't say that, right? you got to be predictable and go to the bag of cliches there because it's harmful to admit that. But yeah, up by 10 points, the, the way the game was going with no Rob Gronkowski? No, Rob, it's logical to think that you're going to go to the Super Bowl at that point, up by 10, with supposedly, based on all the media reports, the God's gift to defensive football in Jacksonville, right? I mean, just a stunningly great. But uh, sure enough, in the end, it turned out to be another discombobulated performance against the Patriots late in the game. All right, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia! So right over there. Had to wait for it a little bit. Yes. Kind of Longhorn. Yes. I don't know if this is in the Ben Maller Show rundown. but What's uh, that? Oh, well, you talked about Tom Brady. You started off talking about Tom Brady. I did. A great and, uh, monologue at the beginning I, there, I, early I, part of it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty amusing. Did you see before the game started, uh, he was not happy with uh, some of the cameramen that were on the field taking photos of him, video of him. And it was it was great. They, they had a commercial for his Facebook uh, reality show, Tom versus Time. No, oh, compelling and, Facebook and program. And right out of that, they went to a shot of Tom Brady where he yelled at the cameraman, uh, "Get the f out of out of my face!" Yeah, 
It was solid. That was great. That was a that was actually what it was like when they were filming his reality show. He was he was at that same What the how much did he make? Did he get paid? Yeah, I got paid for that, right? Did he just donate the money to charity, or did he give it to Alex Guerrero, that Facebook reality show? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure he got paid for it. Of course he got paid Are for you, it. Are uh, you going to be watching that? I think we asked. We talked about this a while back. Are you going to be checking that out for show purposes? It's on, you're on you Facebook a lot. I might because yeah. he's so kind of secretive. You know what I mean? Well, you think he's gonna, not going to do anything. It's all scripted anyway. That's okay. I mean, okay just seeing good? anything about his kind of behind-the-scenes stuff might be kind of interesting. You confuse me, because the LeVar Ball reality show, oh, Ball and the Family, is much more entertaining than anything Tom Brady's I don't care do. to see about people LeVar who Ball have done showman. nothing in their lives. LeVar Ball's a showman. He's, he's it irrelevant. It's about he has being done entertaining. That, now does, win up to three billion. Exactly. Just blow, people bloviating does not entertain me. Does not, he does not entertain me. Tom Brady will be eating an avocado for seven minutes on his reality show. You're going you're gonna to watch that? You're going to check yes, that out? Yes, I will watch that. I will not watch... Yeah, that idiot Lavar Ball or any of his stupid. Kids. He'll be spending 17 minutes of one episode with a vibrating foam roller. Hello, what? J- that's what he does. He has vibrating foam rollers. He, the TB12 formula, Eddie. Yeah. Oh, then there'll be another episode where 22 minutes of the episode will be him sleeping in therapeutic pajamas. You'll have that. Okay. You gonna watch that? That's still more entertaining than anything Lavar Ball's ever done in his life. Yeah. I would like to see him drink 25 glasses of water a day, which he claims he drinks. Well, it, devoid, Two, it does keep you from getting sunburned. That's, he must be a nonstop urination, <laughs> right? Uh, 25 glasses of water. Uh, well, Two, that's 2.5 gallons of water. But you got to add the electrolytes. You got to add the electrolytes. Yeah. That's the key. I, I understand. What's the most water you can drink in one day? Well, as you know, Ben, I don't drink water. So. Oh, that's right. I love, I drink a lot of water. Yeah. I drink a lot of water. I mean, I, there's water in the drinks I drink, but it's yeah. not just the, uh, you know, plain old water. Yeah, you Yuck. have to have something else in there. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I love, the only reason I drink water is because it's got zero calories. If it had calories, I wouldn't drink it. I, I feel like I'm cheating the system when I drink a water because, especially like an ice water or something like that on a warm day, because I feel like I've, 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 cheating, I've cheated science because everything has calories in it. And I drink water, no calories. So I'm like, I am winning. I am winning. I can drink as much of this as I want, and I don't mind it, and I'm winning at life because there's no calories. I can't gain weight from this. Just water weight, but you can burn that off at the gym. So Those are my thoughts on water. But uh, Thank now, you. we can't do a – I know you were dying to hear what I had to think about water. We I can't, was. Now, we cannot, Eddie. Yeah. We can't have a water drinking contest because radio stations have seen people die doing Yes, this. I know. I, I so, remember that story, a famous story. It had, and people were even calling in saying, don't don't, do stop it. doing this, yeah, yeah. and uh, they didn't listen. You can uh, you can drop dead from drinking too much water. Uh, yeah, you can overwhelm yourself. got a murder, got to go. With water. Yeah. Yeah. Could you eat too many cheeseburgers? And Well, that would take longer, but you could probably drop dead. I think anything in extreme excess is, is but you would, It wouldn't be like right away. It would be a delayed reaction, right? I think yeah, I, I would, I would. I don't yeah. know. I think Koopa Loop would be the man to ask about this. He's had uh, what was this? Slow. The, sh- the slow, shrimp though. cocktails slow. or what it was it? He went to the seafood place and he's a sixty-one slow. shrimp. Sixty-one shrimp. Yeah. Were they little shrimp or the big shrimp? Uh, I mean, they were smaller shrimp. Smaller shrimp. So that's like you know, a twenty-five big shrimp. I mean, there's shrimp of all varying sizes. What's a big shrimp? You know, like a big, like this big. So that's a, gi- that's a gi- that's a jumbo. That's a jumbo like those, yeah, that's the yeah. jumbo cocktail shrimp. Oh, okay. So it was like it was like this. what did what did he hold up? I can't I couldn't see. Radio. He, he, he did like. Can't a, you see Eddie? What's wrong with you? Know one of one of those. Like the size of a seahorse, <laughs> Eddie. 
<laughs> he did one of those. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's you imagination. Know, you gotta use your listeners. Gotta use your imagination. I, I see. Most of those shrimp are fried too. So I mean, that's you know a lot of grease. Yeah, extra oil. Yeah, yeah. Right. some heavy stuff. Clogged arteries. He's a real man. Yeah. All right. well, it's an impressive you. feat. Trust me. I understand. Listen, <laughs> I, I I was in a donut eating contest one time. I really? Yeah. Years ago. How'd you totally. do? The first, the thing about a donut eating contest is, now I, I like the Krispy Kreme donut, I was not in a Krispy Kreme donut eating no, contest. I could there. eat those. They were cake donuts. Oh. And the problem is, <laughs> I you can get through the first three, no problem. It's that fourth one. Yeah. Uh, then cake you start, donuts are, are rough. Yeah. I mean, it's too, it's too, the density is too big. It's it's hard. Like a donut hole eating contest? That's, oh. you could do a lot of that. Oh my. Yeah, that you could be. Could do some damage. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Just for the record, I want to point out Mike from the LBC was wrong. All right, here we go. What do we have here at Koopaloo? Ben, after the Cavaliers were blown out by the Thunder on national TV on Saturday, uh, LeBron James was asked about the possibility of Ty Lue getting fired, and he fed us this line of BS. Yeah. Uh, quote, I would hope not, but really don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with our team. I have no idea what conversations have been going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just been trying to stay laser sharp. Yeah, yeah uh, sure. Ben, what do you think the chances are that uh, Ty Lue is gone before the end of the season? Well, we know LeBron lives in a vacuum cleaner. We know that. Uh, what they give, 148 points to Oklahoma City on that game? Uh, that is correct. Wow. Uh, I will set the odds at 70%, a 70% chance that Ty Lue gets whacked. And I'll tell you why. A, most of NBA coaching is looking the part. You are massaging personalities. It's not necessarily about X's and O's. Now, that said... Ty Lue is the perfect, perfect foil in this situation, the sacrificial lamb, if you will. The Cavalier players look uninterested. Not only do they look uninterested, they are uninterested about half the time. They have taken the sandbagging to a whole new level here. And LeBron, he's got plausible deniability because Ty Lue's his friend, and he'll say, it's not me. I didn't have anything to do with it. No one believes him. Everyone knows what's going on here. And beat Cleveland is going to be very aggressive at the trade deadline, which is coming up. Before you know it, the NBA trade deadline will be here. And if they don't get that splash deal, then Lou is cooked. And all of that will be decided for sure in the aftermath. And even if the Cavaliers make a big trade, if the guys they get don't immediately make an impact, then Lou is dead man coaching also. LeBron James has a devious plan to fix the Cavaliers, and he can say, I don't know what's going on and all that. No one believes him. No one believes him. You can start by getting rid of the lackadaisical attitude that has essentially undermined any kind of progress the Cavs can make in the regular season to this point. Next! Now, reports over the weekend say that the Hornets went to uh, talk to the Knicks about a possible Kemba Walker trade. Yeah. Now, the Knicks are just a, a few games outside of a playoff spot at the moment. Do you think that Kemba would be the piece to get them into the mix in the East? Well, I did see Kemba Walker. You see, he said he was very upset uh, if he was traded by the Hornets. That's right. He found out uh, yeah. from the media reports. Yeah. And I would also be upset if I was traded by Fox Sports Radio. I would be uh, very would be devastated. Uh, this would be a really nice addition. For the Knickerbockers, it would be a wonderful player to add to New York's lineup. 
Does it make them a legitimate threat in the East? No. Does it make the Knicks a better team? Absolutely. Number one, Kemba Walker is good. He's 27 years old. He's in the prime. He's been an all-star. He can can guide the Knicks offense. He's a facilitator of an offense, and especially in the pick-and-roll game. I, I would imagine a scenario, the pick-and-pop game with Kemba Walker and Kristaps Porzingis would be really, really good. That would wreak havoc on a lot of the bottom-feeding teams in the Eastern Conference. But it's very bizarre that the the Hornets would trade Kemba Walker. The fact that he's supposedly available, if you believe this, we'll take it at face value, because he leads the Hornets in both points and assists. He's not, by NBA standards, making a ridiculous amount of money, of course, by NBA standards, wouldn't you be better off if you're the Hornets building around that rather than getting rid of that? And number two, assuming the Knicks don't give up a king's ransom to get Kemba Walker, th- this would certainly be a major roster upgrade. You'd fortify the roster, uh, assuming that Walker can get assimilated with his new teammates. But, yeah, you make that trade, of course. Next! Now, Ben, uh, we we heard that Bruce Arians was calling it, uh, calling it a career. He retired uh, uh, last week. But – doesn't seem like he wants to go away from football. He called the Monday night football gig left vacant by John Gruden his dream job. Ben, do you yeah. think that he would be good at that? Uh, it's, an, it's an intriguing name. It's a long shot. Uh, uh, first of all, if Bruce Arians is truly retired, then I would love to see him get the job because then he, you know, like John Gruden was always guarded you know, behind the microphone. He never really told the truth. He was always kissing players' ass. It sucked. He was terrible at that. You want a guy that's not a total shill for the NFL, not a total houseman. And if Bruce Arians can be that because he's never going to coach again, I'm all for it. The problem is, and this is going to kill him, is that he, he's not a household name for a lot of people. He's, he's a retired coach now, and he's not politically correct. So, and that's those are all things ESPN wants. So, good luck. All right, there it is. It's Mallard of third degree. How do we do? Quick, Benny passes it. I pass. That's I win. You don't have to go that fast. I won. That's a win. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. There's a lot of people that need our advice this week. We could have given advice to Case Keenum, who pooped the bed in Philadelphia. That would have been good. Blake Bortles in the second half. The Jacksonville defense, which was not uh, unmovable uh, by Tom Brady late in that particular game. Uh, We could have also given advice to the Jacksonville players that are bitching, whining, and complaining about the referees. It cost them the game even though they didn't make several plays to stop Tom Brady late in that game. There's so many people that could have used our advice, our wisdom, but we thought who better than the Viking fans who are getting it from all sides. They're getting it from the Philadelphia fans that were tossing beer cans at them and acting like lunatics. They're also getting it from Michael Thomas of the Saints. That's all, folks. A little trash talk going on on social media and more importantly, the Super Bowl, just to be reminded, talk about death by a thousand paper cuts. The Super Bowl's in Minnesota, and the Vikings they ain't going to be there, but the game is. And so if you want to give some advice to your fans in Minnesota on how to deal with all of this in the Super Bowl being in the Twin Cities, you can give us a call right now, 877-99 on Fox. You're live on the air 
when you hear my voice. Line one, uh, that's you. Hello, line one. Your advice, please, to the Minnesota Viking fans. Line one. Two hands, $20. All right. Uh, line two. That'll make them feel better. Line two, you're on the air. Your advice, please, to the Viking fan. Who's going to eat the little bin there? Uh, line, uh, thank Who? you for that. I don't know. Get out of here. Uh, hang up on you, and I'll hang up on you. Hello, uh, line three. That's you. You're next on Fox Sports Radio. Your advice to the Vikings. This is unscreen radio to the Viking fans. I'll give him Bella for tonight. Uh, get out of here, Angry Bill. You schmuck, how dare you? All right, uh, let's go to you. Who's going to eat the little bend there? Yes, that's you. Line uh, line five it is. Line five, your advice, please. Line number five to the Viking fans. Who? Yeah. Uh, line one, you're on the air. We're giving advice Who? to Minnesota Viking fans here. They've got the Super Bowl in their city, but their Vikings didn't make it. Vikings having their problems on the road. I'm Ben Mallard. All right, thank you for that. Royals having their problems on the road. I'm Ben Malik. Great work. I won a Marconi Award for that. I did. It was a vir- no. no, it was a virtual Marconi, but I got no. it. It was, a vir- it was just like the real thing. Uh, line two, I can hear you moving around, line two. Hello, line two. Yeah, they should go up to Canada and get some La Liga weed, eh? Yeah, okay. Hello, line three. Uh, people have pointed out we haven't gone to the random line in a while because Cowboy John Brad stopped listening. I don't know. He stopped calling. Line three. Hello, line three. Ben, I tell the Minnesota fans not to forget their penicillin shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, you need that. Line four. Hello, line four. Good medical advice. Hello. $20. All right. We've already heard that. We get some new material. Line six. <laughs> Hello, line six. That's you. You're on the air. Go. <laughs> NFL inside job. All right, yeah, inside job, yes, of course. Yeah, the conspiracy crowd chiming in. Line one, hello, line one. Uh, yes, Ben, I would look the Minnesota Vikings fans square in the eye and say, you hang up on yourself, Ben Maller. Oh, I missed that guy. You hang up on yourself, Ben Maller. Yeah, we're, Mark doesn't call us off. Mark, the phone room guy. <laughs> Not complaining about that. Justifiable homicide he directed my way. Line two, you're next. Hello, line two. Have a newbie night. Hey, we haven't heard from the. Well, do we're doing newbie night later this uh, this week? So Wednesday into Thursday, newbie night. We haven't heard from the Bible guy. No, no Bible verse. Nothing to offer up the Viking fans. Line three. Hello, line three. You can watch reruns of the Golden Girls. Yeah, who wouldn't, wouldn't want to do that? Uh, line four. Hello, line four. Hi, Ben. This is Betty. And my advice for Vikings fans is to go wrestle with men. <laughs> I miss the captain from Newport. He hasn't called in a while either. Line. I like to wrestle with men. Uh, yes, we hear you. Uh, line five. Hello, line five. To get a hug, give a hug. Yeah. Uh, well, you need to hug. Hug it out. That's all you have to do, Viking fans. Line one. You're live on the air. Line one. Go. Uh, yeah, I like the Saints. Yeah, okay. Uh, line two, hello. Hey, what's going on? Not nothing. Oh, is that Pete in Pittsburgh? We hung up on Pete in Pittsburgh. Ah, oh, damn. All right, call back, Pete. Line three, hello. Yeah, Angry Bill. He told me two nine-year-old girls makes 18. Oh, well, that's that at math on that. Uh, line, hello, line. Let's go back to line two. Line two, are you there? Yes, Kim Blind Scott for the night. All right, thank you for that. All right, that was not who I thought it was. I like the Saints. Yeah, we're all over the place. Line four, hello, last one, line four, go. Skull! Yeah, Skull! Yeah. Skull! All right, all right. Uh, One more, we'll do one more. 
Should we even do one more Danny G or should we just leave it at that? I don't know. I think we should probably leave it at that. Yes, you think? Uh, what do you think? Nah, let's let's live on the edge. All right, we'll live on the edge. We'll do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'll blame Danny G and the Koopa Loop. Koop, pick it. Line two. Final call on the instant device line. Line two, go. John 316. No, there it is. Thank the you, but that wasn't that wasn't the Bible guy. That was oh, a cheap. That was a that rip was a off. Bible imposter. That was an imposter of the Bible guy. But we'll still take it. And uh, I, I guess they have to change that, right? They can't do that. They have to John thirty eight seven, right? Is that what they have to? Or seven thirty eight or something like that? To uh, well, a great homage to the people of Cleveland that did the parade for the imperfect season of the Browns there, and they had the. John 016, which I thought was just marvelous. doesn't work as well when you have a 38-7 to 7 score. doesn't have the quite possessed. How about Pete in Pittsburgh, though, who hasn't called in many, many months? That was his voice. I recognize his voice, who? but I hung up on him. Will he call back? Will it be a rare Pete in Pittsburgh appearance on the show? I don't know. I at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 